Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's been a wild couple of days. There's no getting around that. The Mets might be looking for a new manager. Well, we know one team that is looking for a new manager, and that, of course, is the Boston Red Sox. And when I think of the Boston Red Sox, I think it is, gentlemen, because they have the best Red Sox podcast going. The fact that I've listened to it, even as a guy who roots for the New York Yankees, basically tells you all you need to know. They're good at what they do. He does the show along with Jared Carabas from Section 10, our good pal Steve Peralt. Steve, how are you, bro? Are you hanging in, my friend? Goodness. JJ, I, I am glad to join the program. I, I do wish it was under better terms considering what's going on right now. But we're, we're trying to find a way to hang in. Um, but it's not good. Let's just start with that. This is not good. I can understand that. And Steve, if I told you a year ago, as you are still basking in the glory of the 2018 postseason and World Series run, beating the Yankees, then beating the Dodgers in the World Series, that a year later, Alex Cora, who was the toast of Boston, would not be the manager. I mean, I would have given you like 500 to one odds on that, basically, bro. That's what I was going to say. Like, if you realistically put the odds together for what it would be for Cora to not be managing the Red Sox in the 2020 season, 2019, as we're well aware of, was garbage for the Red Sox. It was very forgettable. We, we beat you guys like three out of four, I think, like in, in late July, early August. And that got the Sox like somewhat near playoff contention. That was the highlight of the season because it was downhill from there. But if you had told me, that Cora wouldn't be managing the team in 2020, I would have assumed something like tragic happened. And I guess it, it depends on how you define tragic because it kind of feels like that's what's going on uh, with the case in Houston. So, J.J., i got to be honest with you, though. This is – it's a weird thing as a Red Sox fan because a lot of this fan base has surprisingly just completely bounced on Cora. I thought there would be more support considering – that he got fired, at least from the Red Sox presser, and I kind of expected them to say this today, he got fired because of what he did in Houston, not because of some allegations of the 2018 team. He got fired because he was leading the, the you know trash-banging whole thing going on in Houston. So it is kind of a weird thing when your manager gets canned, pun intended, for what happened in uh, with a different organization. That is why it's kind of strange. I don't think there's any question, and – when the news came out, Stevie, what was it, about a week and a half ago about the Red Sox being investigated, I came on the air and I talked about it. And I said, look, Alex Cora is probably going to get penalized. I never in a million years no, thought he no. would lose his job. I guess the moment when I turned on Alex Cora is when I read the Astros report on Monday. And basically when you find out that he is the ringleader, right, of what's going on with the Astros, then all of a sudden there's something going on with the Boston Red Sox. And if the Astros are going to fire their GM and their manager, then I kind of got the sense the Red Sox kind of were going to have no choice and they were going to have to move on from Cora. Yeah, basically when we were talking on the show today, it was it's insane how quickly this all happened. This this all came about. Obviously, like there were murmurs about the 
the report's going to drop soon. This isn't going to be good. I know Passman, who we had on the show today uh, with ESPN, he was very strict in terms of saying that it's not going to be good, but we didn't really know what that meant. I kind of assumed that meant Hinch was, was done or the GM. I, I mean, obviously they got the suspensions, but I was not ready to read an article saying that Alex Cora was in the center of all this. His name was mentioned 11 times. Like, that's absolutely insane. So, and after the fact, you got Hinch and uh, the GM basically throwing Cora under the bus as well. So this couldn't have gone any worse for Alex Cora. If you had asked us two weeks ago uh, what I thought was going to happen with Cora in this whole thing, I would have said worst case, maybe like a 25-game suspension because he was aware of what was going on. There's, there's simply no way I thought he was in the absolute center of this. And as a Red Sox fan, it's just kind of brutal because now, you know, you're left in this situation where you don't have a manager with a month until pitchers and catchers report. And it's also tricky, like I mentioned earlier, because I feel the need to defend Alex Cora, the Red Sox manager, not not the Houston guy, because there's no defending that. That is the definition of cheating. He is going to be looked at differently the rest of his life, the rest of his career, if he ends up back in baseball at all. But it is a little weird because I still want to defend what Corey did in Boston and what happened in 2018, because as far as we know, it was not egregious what was going on in Boston in 2018. Again, I hold my judgment there because the uh, the report's not done. Okay, Stevie, Alex Cora, we know he can manage. We know he can connect with players. But when you have this down on your resume, it to me is going to be very, very tough to him to, dare I say, get back into baseball. Now he's... An easy guy at times to root for because he was great for his home country in Puerto Rico. The idea of coming from the broadcast booth first year and winning a world championship. All of a sudden, he goes from being the toast of the town to a pariah. Gut feel at this point. Do you think he will ever manage in Major League Baseball again? I don't think he'll manage again. I think he'll be back in the game, though. I'd be stunned. Alex Cora loves baseball more than anybody that we've ever come in touch with. We were able to to talk to him uh, Interview him actually in the dugout in the 2018 season when just obviously everything was going right. And for it to go from that, I remember that interview was in about September, um, for not even two years later, and, and this is just an absolute nightmare. I, I, I'm stunned that we're here, but you got to factor in that Cora's made a lot of relationships throughout his baseball life, in his career and his post-career. And this is an enormous, an enormous blemish, but it's not, I don't think it's the end of the road by any means. Now we have to see what the suspension is uh, from Manfred, because there's a decent chance. I was kind of spitballing with a couple of friends today. There's a decent chance that Manfred says he can never manage again as is. And he just puts the hammer down and just says this. We can't allow you to be in the dugout considering you were the center of like the biggest cheating scandal that at least in my lifetime that I can remember. So I wouldn't be stunned if he's only limited to doing uh, front office stuff or just being, you know, an advisor to the team type of thing like Beltran was, was with the Yankees. Um, so I, I really, I'd be stunned, honestly, if he managed again, but I would also be stunned if he was out of baseball forever. If that, if that makes any sense, Stevie Peralt, section 10 podcast, best Red Sox podcast. You're going to find in town with our good pal. And he's like the arch nemesis now of the tri-state area, Mr. Jared <laughs> Caravas. So maybe Steve is like one, a, so I'm wondering, you know, you guys are like the mayors of Boston. You go up there and I was up with you guys back in September for a Yankee Red Sox series. I mean, yeah. people are stopping in their tracks to see you guys outside Fenway Park, outside the bars. So I'm wondering, Steve, has Carabas and you kind of petitioned John Henry and High Bloom? Maybe you guys can work your way into the dugout manager team in 2020. Why the hell not? 
Honestly, I, I'd be all for it. Um, I, I definitely would not would not shoot down that option. I don't want to be the main guy because I don't want any blame on me, really. So Jared can be the manager. Uh, things go poorly. Everyone can just blame him for how awful it went. I'm totally down to be bench coach or be like water boy or whatever. As long as I'm in that position to be helping out the team, quote unquote, um, then I'm definitely ready to do it. But yeah, I mean, in all seriousness, like it, this is going to be a rough year <laughs> if it hasn't already been. Because I have no idea who the manager is going to be. I want Jason Veritek to be the guy. I think he would be the most uh, easy fit, considering he's also he's already kind of with the club, and he's somebody that's very familiar with the team. And I mean, the expectations are low. Let's let's be honest. They're becoming this, you know, don't spend any payroll club, which has never been the Boston Red Sox. Heim Bloom is is taking over a team that's um, really crumbling right now in front of him. And the offense is still back, though. The offense should be good. So. All things considered, it's going to be a weird summer, but I'm I'm kind of really ready for it. Like I'm ready for the madness. And if anything, JJ, with the Yankee fans, it's almost like this has been too perfect an off season. I don't know. I don't know how if there's any Yankee fans that, are, that think that way. That think, uh oh, this almost feels too good, too good to be true type of thing. But I would like to know what that what that kind of vibe is right now amongst the uh, Yankee. Oh Yankee no doubt. Universe. Listen, Steve. Right now, it's as good as it gets. The Yankees are staying out of trouble as far as scandals go. They go and get Garrett Cole, who everybody wanted, was the no-brainer signing to put atop the rotation, and they have a lineup that should be able to compete with anybody. But you know this in baseball. Weird things happen. They miss so many guys over the course of the year, and now you're put in a position where if you don't go to the World Series, the season is just an absolute failure with the Red Sox, to your point, crumbling, with the Astros dealing with all the stuff they're dealing with, GM gone, manager gone. They lose their ace pitcher and their best pitcher from last year. I mean, I ask you, who is the biggest threat at this point to the Yankees? I'd still say it's probably Houston with the pedigree they have. But, I mean, aside from that, you're going to tell me the Minnesota Twins, the Tampa Bay Rays. So, yeah, I would sense that I get the feeling you have the same sort of sense that, yeah, the Yankee fan expects to go to the World Series this year. Honestly, the one thing that I think people aren't really factoring in right now because of how bad it looks for Houston is that that team is still an absolute wagon. And they're now all going to be an, oh, you think our stats don't matter? You think the only reason we were all-stars is because of the trash cans? They're going to be in that, like, Patriots spygate mode uh, the entire season. So I would definitely not count out the Houston Astros. I wouldn't be stunned by any means if it's a rematch with Yankees-Astros and the ALCS. Um, But, yeah, outside of that, I mean, the American League, looks lighter than normal. And, and I saw the win totals, the projected win totals come out today, and it really doesn't look like the Yankees have that much competition, which is why I actually feel kind of good about it. I'm not going to lie. I think there's almost too many things going well for the Yankees right now. When things are going great, I personally, in my life, when things are going really well, I'm always looking over my shoulder like, oh, no, what's happening? Like, something's going to happen, something's going something's gonna to crumble, something's going to hit me. If I'm the Yankee fan right now, I think, yes, be you know cautiously optimistic. You should obviously feel good about getting Garrett Cole, having a team that in theory is going to have the most wins in Major League Baseball. But as we talked about, that's, that's rarely won a team a World Series when everything is set up to win a World Series. So we shall see how it goes. But it's going to be – I'm excited for this weird year. It's going to be a very weird baseball year. It already is. And I kind of like that. I kind of like that it's a little bit different than we're used to. And, um, and yeah, this scandal stuff, I mean, it's, it's great for Twitter content. I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I'm already kind of put, you know, putting out there that the Red Sox manager should either be Veritek, Pedroia, Wally, or Matt Damon. And, and people run with it. That's the kind of stuff that they want. So I'd be down for Wally being the mascot. He's been there since 1997. He has a lot of history with the team. 
Um, so I think it's a great year to have the mascot take over. Listen, this sort of year, mascots taking over, anything could happen. But on a much more <laughs> serious note, Veritech, I mentioned this on the air yesterday too, Steve. I think he's the ideal fit. Number one, you want to yep. bring back that Yankee Red Sox hatred. You put Jason Veritech back in the dugout and he's the lead man. Yankee fans are going to detest Veritech in the way that Red Sox fans are probably going to detest Aaron Boone for what happened in 2003. And he's a catcher, right? How many good managers over the years from Joe Torre to Girardi to Mike Sosha? They're catchers, right? So, like, they I know, know the game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're dealing with the pitching staff. They're dealing with everyday players. I, I know we could talk about Bam Bam Mullins. We could talk about Ron Renneke. But I, I would argue if I'm Boston, front runner for the job. And who knows with Heim Boom because he might want one of his Tampa people coming in. But I think for the people's choice, right, it's got to be Veritech. Yeah, I, I honestly be, I mean, he's the favorite right now. Um, so it does sound like he's the favorite in the clubhouse to take over. But I know I was actually interested, by the way, I'm trying to find the quote, but uh, Sam Sam Kennedy, the president of the team, and the media availability today was, was really open to the idea. Like he's basically saying, like, I think he's going to be a great major league manager someday if that's what we want in his career. I'd uh, It'd be too early to speculate on that given we haven't had those specific conversations. He's part of the organization. He's part of the team. So he's basically... He's saying everything besides saying, like, we are kind of interested in having Veritech as an option. So at the bare minimum, he's going to be a candidate. He's going to be somebody at the top of the list. And honestly, this would be a great year. I feel like we need another Yankee-Red Sox brawl. Like, we need a good one. Like, the Joe Kelly one, I think both sides, Red Sox and Yankees fans, can disagree on if it was good or not. Uh, the photo looks like Joe Kelly won it, but it was really just kind of a scrum. It wasn't really a good fight. So I, I think this would be a good year if the Yankees especially take away with the ALEs. Having Veritech as a coach... He's down to stir the pot a little bit. He's he's down to ruffle some feathers, especially if he was here as an interim manager. If he's only here really for the 2020 season, um, I think that he'd be down to kind of uh, stir the pot a little bit and at the bare minimum play spoiler uh, for the Yankees potentially going on and win the World Series. But I it, it's it's a weird we're in a weird spot right now with baseball and and especially um, in the American League. This is unprecedented. I, I think Beltran's gone, by the way. What, what, do you think he's gone? I, I, I don't think he lasts. Oh, I get that sense. Now, I would have had a much different answer for you 24 hours ago, but the fact yeah. that we have not heard anything from the New York Mets and you keep waiting for an answer, it leads me to believe that he is going to be gone. And for what it's worth, Steve, I don't think that's fit of Carlos Beltran. He was a player. So you tell me now, okay, Carlos Beltran is going to be thrown out of his position of managing the New York Mets because of what he did in 2017 when he was playing. Like, he wasn't in a position of authority. Now, all of a sudden, we're going after every individual Astros player. Look, I understand the court of public opinion is starting to mount against Beltran, but I, for one, would argue he should still keep his job. Yeah, I mean, it's a tricky one because I think what it comes down to is public perception. The fact that his name is on the report and his name is out there it's really all that matters in this case. I don't think the fact he's a player even matters at that point now that he's named as somebody that was aware of what was going on and might have played a role along with Alex Cora uh, and kind of conducting the system they had there. So I think that's all that really matters because then you're going to have your manager as kind of a known cheater, even if it wasn't with your club leading the team. And it's a similar feeling as a Red Sox fan where it's like, again, if the allegations in 2018 stay as they are, I don't really feel that bad about it, considering that the replay room was right next to the dugout for literally every team in Major League Baseball. So if you're going to tell me some players were looking in and trying to pick up signs and then, you know, relaying them from second, to me that's not, not that much different than what already happens. Yes, it's worse, and it's quote-unquote cheating, but it's like cheating, like diet, like diet cheating. So I, I don't really – I really don't care that much about that. But, um, yeah, it's tricky. I mean, it's something where the Mets are – 
it, that that's brutal for them too if they have to then start the search again, especially after you thought you had the guy. And a lot of Mets fans I know were excited about the Beltran uh, hiring. So it's it's going to be such a weird year if you head into it with three firings uh, a month before spring training starts. That that is absolutely unheard of. Normally, you have the whole off season to build up and to talk to your guys, make relationships, and start you know learning the farm system and everything. Whoever's coming in is really just starting fresh at the beginning of a season, which is really unheard of. So that's going to be interesting to follow. Stevie, final one. Mookie Betts going into his walk here. He, to me, is the face of the Boston Red Sox. We know that Heim Bloom and the Red Sox are looking to cut costs. Is this going to be his final year wearing a Boston uniform? Um, my gut tells me yes, just based off of how uh, this team wants to, to move into the future here and that they wouldn't want to commit $400 million or whatever it's going to be to one player. Uh, and it kills me to say that. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm a fan of the team, and I, I know we do the podcast and try to, you know, we, we really try to keep it fun and try to keep it entertaining and all that. But at the end of the day, you want to have guys like Mookie Betts here for their entire career. I know that's somewhat unrealistic. Maybe Judge stays in New York his whole career close to it. That's what you want, and you want these teams going up against each other with their best weapons, with their superheroes. And if you lose that guy, it's, it's just it's going to hurt you. Now, it sounds like he will be on the team this year, which I'm definitely a fan of, I think. If the deal wasn't good enough, which it doesn't seem like they really got any offers they even sniffed at, uh, unless the Dodgers put something down that was close and, involving David Price. Um, I, I do think this is the last year for Mookie in Boston, and that's brutal. But, again, he's going to hit the open market, and the Sox will, in theory, have as good a chance as some of the other big spenders in the past to get him. But they'd have to change their philosophy. I just don't – that's the thing. If they're going to keep preaching this whole cut payroll thing, then I'd be stunned if they just, what, a year later change philosophy and give a guy $400 million? That seems insane. So I, I don't see that happening either. So mentally I am preparing for this to be the last year of Mookie Betts in a Red Sox uniform, and I'm going to be honest with you, that's just brutal. That is just absolutely brutal because I don't want it to be, but I guess we just got to play, you know, uh, with the quotes we've gotten, with the lines we've gotten, and, and, and this is what we've heard, that they're going to cut payroll and they're going to be under the luxury tax and all that nonsense. So... If that's what they're going to do, you, you can't afford Mookie Betts in theory. But I would still, I'd still keep him here. I think the point is to keep your best players, even if you have to spend a lot. You're the Boston Red Sox. You've done that your entire existence. So um, it's going to be weird. But yeah, my gut tells me he's not here. That'd be my argument. You're the Boston Red Sox. You print money. The guy should be the face of your franchise. Pay the man for goodness sakes. Listen, Stevie, yeah. appreciate a couple of minutes. Fantastic perspective. We want to find the podcast. How can we download the podcast for those of us who want to keep tabs on the enemy up on I-95? Yeah, I got to be honest. A lot of Yankees fans listen. We are on iTunes, Spotify, basically anywhere you get your podcast. Um, but yeah, we've been doing the show for five years now, heading into the sixth season, been able to build a, uh, a big audience, and, and people are into it. It's going to be an interesting year. I'm not going to lie. This is going to be it's going to be a tougher one to rally the troops than some of the past years. So um, we'll see how it goes. But yeah, we'll always have the uh, the rivalry with the Yankees and, and content going on with the Yankees podcast at Barcelona as well. Um, so yeah, definitely check it out. Stevie, I love you. I wish you personally nothing but the best, your team nothing but the worst. I appreciate it. We will chat soon. <laughs> See you over a couple of beers at one of the uh, establishments near Fenway Park sometime soon. All right, bro? All right. I can't wait, man. This was great. Uh, I'll talk again soon. There you have it. Steve Peral over at Section 10. Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. <laughs> I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no. I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. 
All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.